few minutes from the subject, How We Love God. How We Love God. On Thursday at the National Prayer Breakfast, Harvard professor Arthur Brooks gave the keynote address. And in it, he quoted these words of Jesus. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. President Donald J. Trump, in response, before members of Congress, his cabinet, the clergy that were present, and ultimately the entire world stood up and rejected these words. He said to Professor Brooks and to the world, I don't know if I agree with you. He then launched into a brief tirade of hate directed at Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senator Mitt Romney, renouncing them as fake people hiding behind their faith. Then on national television, Pastor Robert Jeffries of First Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, told the world that what the president had done and said was right. Pastor Jeffries said that the president was right to refute Jesus. I'm curious as to how many African Americans are attending worship experiences across this nation where they are receiving the same hateful, heretical message. Well, the president's words and the response of evangelicals to the president's words didn't sit well with my spirit. And I'm led to use my weak voice to lift up these words of Jesus again and challenge us to apply them in our daily living. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This text is part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. It is drawn from that section where he gives clarification to the orthodox interpretations of the law of Moses. Here, Jesus deals with some very important issues. Murder, marital infidelity, honesty, and revenge. And in each instance, he says, you have heard it said, but here's what I say. This is an important sequence of teachings because there are a lot of people today who really don't want to hear what Jesus has to say. Many don't want the church to have a voice regarding contemporary issues. 
But one of the ways that we bring problems on ourselves is that we won't hear the word of the Lord. This was the problem with the rich young ruler who came to Jesus seeking assurance of eternal life. He came boasting to Jesus of how he had done all that others had told him to do. He said, I have kept the law since my youth. But still, he wanted to be certain that he had merited eternal life. But when Jesus told him to go and sell everything that he had and give the money to the poor, he didn't want to hear what Jesus had to say. He hung his head and walked away. A problem today, my brothers and sisters, is that many of us don't want to hear what Jesus is saying to us. Jesus speaks to us every week from this pulpit. But many of us walk out of here on Sunday no better than we were when we came in because our minds are already made up. And we don't want to hear what Jesus has to say. We resist going to Sunday school and Bible study because our minds are already made up. And we don't want to let the word get in our way. Some of us prefer to live in darkness rather than walk in light. But I've learned that if I listen to Jesus, he will not lead me astray. And that's good to know because not everybody who smiles at you is your friend. Some that we're listening to don't mean us any good at all. We've got to be sure that we don't let others mess us up. And the only way to prevent that from happening is to be sure that we are listening to the word of God. Jesus says, you've heard it said, but this is what I say. And in the sixth instance, he says, you have heard it said, love your friend. And what goes along with that is hate your enemy. But I'm challenging that and I'm telling you to love your enemies. Church, if we want to love God, this is how we do it. If there's one thing we need more of in our community, it's love. If there's one thing we need more of on our jobs and in our homes, it's love. If there's one thing we need more of in our quest for justice and equality, it is love. When we love God, we love our enemies. And make no mistake about it, we do have enemies. The enemy is the individual or group that upholds and perpetuates evil. 
The enemy is the person or group that operates from a position of dominance with the intention of forcing their will onto others to their detriment and exploitation. From a theological perspective, the enemy is the one that Satan has the opportunity to use. Paul reminds us, our fight is not against human beings. It's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of the dark world. It's against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. But the reality of that theological statement is found in the devious, deceitful, and demonic ways of evil people. Satan's evil is made evident in evil people who band together and become evil groups who work to perpetuate their evil through societal systems. Law enforcement and the criminal justice system are not inherently evil, but when evil individuals and groups come together to misuse law enforcement as a tool to control rather than as a means of service, then law enforcement becomes an evil system. And those who weaponize it are our enemy. Economics is not inherently evil, but when the most prosperous among us seek to use their prosperity in ways that exploit and marginalize the most vulnerable among us, then capitalism becomes an evil system. And those who use it to stagnate and stifle are our enemy. Now, When we cross paths with the enemy, Jesus says that our response should not be to hate them, but should be to love them. And part of loving them is to stop them from further harming others or themselves. Whenever evil is allowed to run amok, it does not stop until everything in its path is destroyed. So then how is evil overcome? Jesus says it happens when we let evil bring out the best in us. Paul counsels us to not try to overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, when evil men plot, good men must plan. When evil men burn and bomb, good people must build and bind. When evil men shout ugly words of hatred, good people must commit themselves to the glories of love. When evil men seek to perpetuate an unjust status quo, good people must seek to bring into being a real order of justice. How we love God is manifest in our ability to love our enemy. But the measure of that love is seen in our labor to be our best selves. Now that's our second point. Loving our enemy doesn't mean that we just stand idly by and let the enemy wreak havoc 
unchecked. That's not bringing out the best in us. Bringing out the best in us involves showing the enemy why his way is wrong and pointing the enemy in the right direction. When we're laboring to be our best selves, we're not only interested in making our lives better, but we're committed to making life better for everybody, even those who seek to do us harm. Being our best selves is not just learning to turn the other cheek, but it's fostering an environment of mutual respect that makes it impossible for people to strike you on either cheek. Being our best selves is not just walking the second mile but it's developing a relationship that enables us to work with each other instead of against each other for the length of the journey. Being our best selves is not just giving up your coat, but it's so sharing with one another that we would not allow anyone to be without the basic needs of life that bring us comfort. The work of the enemy is to bring out the worst in us. But we show how we love God when we turn the work of the enemy around and use it to make not just us better, but to make them better as well. Let me tell you, it's easy to bless those that only bless you, but it takes Jesus to bless those that curse you. It takes Jesus to bless those who are trying to destroy you. When our hearts are fixed on him and when our minds are made up to follow him wherever he leads, then we can show the one that's trying to hurt us that we're going to love them anyhow. Finally, my brothers and sisters, if we're going to love God right, then you've got to lock in to the power of prayer. Jesus says that when you pray, you're working out of your God-centered selves. And I don't know about you, but I have learned that things are better when they're God-centered and not me-centered. I've got some evil ways. I've got some low-down thoughts, and I ain't by myself. But I've learned that when I get my mind off of me and fix my mind on Jesus, Jesus is able to make everything all right. When the enemy thinks that he's prevailing over me, I've learned to go and hide in a secret place, get down on my knees and I plug into my power source and I tell God what's on my heart. And and I've learned that prayer changes things. Abraham prayed. God provided a ram in the bush. Moses prayed and God parted the Red Sea. Joshua 
prayed and God caused the sun to stand still. David prayed and Goliath was defeated in battle. Elijah prayed and fire rained down from heaven. The Hebrew boys prayed and God cooled the fiery furnace. Daniel prayed and God kept him in the lion's den. Nehemiah prayed and the people had a mind to work. The church prayed and Peter was set free from prison. Things happen when you pray. But even when things don't change, I've learned that prayer has the power to change me. When I pray, my burden is made lighter. When I pray, Jesus shows up. And he soothes my aching heart. When I pray, Jesus comes and dries the tears from my weeping eyes. When I pray, Jesus wraps his arms of love around me. And he lays my head in his bosom. And he lets me know that everything is going to be all right. Church, that's what I want to leave you with today. Don't you let hard times cause you to forget where your power comes from. Don't you let mean-spirited people cause you to forget where your power comes from. How we love God is shown in how we are connected to him in tough times. And so in your tough times, ask the Savior to help you in your tough times. Ask him to comfort, strengthen, and keep you. He's willing to aid you. And I declare he will. He will. He will. He will. He will carry you through. I don't care what the president said. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that use you and persecute you. And when you do that, watch God make a way out of nowhere. Watch God open doors for you. Watch God be a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless. Watch God. Choir's going to sing a hymn. Deacon's coming across me. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the Rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song, sing a song full of the faith that the dark passed. Sing a song. Full of the hope that the present has brought us. 
second stanza, Stony the Road, Stony the Road, we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn, yet with a steady beat, to the place we have come.